This is Sunday Rewind on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back, Husker Rewind. Tom Stevens, Mike Melby. Final segment, looking through NFL scores today. Jaguars beat the Texans 24-21. It was the Colts over the Buccaneers. Falcons beat the Saints today. It was the Giants in a final 10-7 over the Patriots. Patriots might be the worst team in football because Giants are close behind. Uh, Titans over the Panthers, 17-10. It was the Rams beating the Cardinals. The Broncos continue to play well, 29-12 over Cleveland. And the Chiefs, after struggling early, uh, beat the Raiders, 31-17. Earlier on Thanksgiving, Packers over the Lions. It was the Cowboys. Your Cowboys are playing some pretty good football. Beat the Commanders, 49ers over the Seahawks. And uh, what's the game tonight? Got the Chargers and the Ravens tonight at 720 on NBC. John Cook just said Nebraska is the volleyball state. Well, anybody, right. If anybody wants to argue with him, he'll, he'll meet him in the parking lot. That's right. Uh, let's get to our picks of density. It's time now for the picks of density. Because it's a pick! A distance. Wait, it says density on here. I'm your density. Oh, I get it. Because your picks carry a lot of weight, right? That's some heavy shit, man. All right, let's roll with it. The picks of density. All righty, picks of density heading into the final week before we're going to settle the score and see who's buying sushi. I actually lead the way, 26-21-1. Tom is 24-23-1. Tanya, a couple of games behind that. This week, we're going to go with conference championship games, seven of them, All right. and then the Nebraska-Creighton basketball game. I like it. All righty. Oregon, nine-and-a-half-point favorite versus Washington Pac-12 title game. Tom, who do you got? Uh, I like Oregon to win. That's too many points. I'm going to take Washington. Takes Washington. I actually am going to take Washington as well in this one. Uh, I wonder if Ohio State needs a Washington loss. Think. Uh, I, I think there's a way that Ohio State could still get into the four-team play. It's going to be really interesting because if Alabama knocks off Georgia, they're how, in. how do you not put Georgia in, though? They're the two-time defending national champion, and if it's a 31-30 loss true. to Alabama. I guess depending on what it looks like. Well, that's the whole thing. There's yeah. so many different things that play out here. And Florida State, they're only a four-point favorite over Louisville. And, yeah. I mean, let's face it, uh, Jeff Brom has got things rolling. They didn't look the good Cardinal. against Florida. That is Florida yeah, State true, the other night. True. They didn't look very good to me. I think they're without their quarterback now. Because didn't he, he? Oh, that's right. He got yeah, hurt in that he game. Got hurt in the game. So yeah. 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 Already right, up next on the picks of density, Texas is a twelve and a half point favorite over Oklahoma State in the Big Twelve title game. Who you got, Tom? <sighs> Sounds like too many points for me. Uh, I know Texas blew out whoever they played this weekend. They looked really good. Uh, but I like I like Texas to win the game, but I don't think by that many points. I think they, they win in a close one. I, I'm a big Gundy fan. Uh, you know what? I, I Oklahoma State's been kind of up and down this year, yeah. and I just think Sarkeesian's got it rolling in Austin. I'm going to take uh, Texas and give the 12 and a half. There you go. Uh, Georgia, five-point favorite over Alabama in the SEC title game. I'm, by the way, intentionally picking teams uh, that I don't think you'll pick to try to come well, back. Well, if you want me to go first because you got to try to come back, then All right, let's go do ahead. that. You go ahead. Okay, so Georgia five-point favorite versus Alabama. I just dislike Nick Saban so much. I'm going to take Georgia. 
Other than I'll take Alabama, uh, just because I five and a half points seems like a. I guess I'm going five. more with yeah. the points. Five points. I think Georgia wins the game, but you know something like a field goal. Alrighty, now for Tanya, we're going to throw in the volleyball schools. So she's going to take Oregon, obviously, because they're a two seed, and Washington is not having a great year. She's going to have Texas uh, in the Texas-Oklahoma State matchup. Absolutely. And then she is going to have Georgia in the Georgia-Alabama matchup. Louisville-Florida State, we already know she's going to take Louisville. I am not. I'm going to take Florida State over Louisville and give the four points, even without their uh, star quarterback. I'll go uh, Louisville. They've had a nice year this year. And I don't buy Florida State. Again, I didn't think they looked good against Florida. They didn't. And I'm hoping that the quarterback play is good enough that they can get by Louisville. (laughs) So we'll (laughs) see. Uh, Now, this was a little bit tougher. Mountain West, Boise State, two-and-a-half-point favorite against UNLV. Uh, UNLV is going to be the choice for Tanya. They're really close. This is a coin flip for me. I love Vegas because it's Vegas. I'm going to pick the running Rebels. I'll take Boise State. I know nothing about either of those. I'm kind of in the same boat. Uh, Next one, SMU versus Tulane. Tulane is a three-point favorite. Tanya's going to take SMU because Tulane sucks in volleyball, and SMU is really good. Uh, In this one, I don't know. I think I'm going to roll with the uh, the green wave and give the three points. I do like uh, Tulane as well. They've had a nice year. All righty. So you and I both have Tulane. That would be interesting because Tanya would probably win that one going with the volleyball school. Absolutely. Uh, Big 10, 23 points. I already told you earlier, I'm going to give the 23 points and take Michigan over Iowa. I kind of agree on that. I think Michigan is going to want to make a statement. They've wanted to make a statement all year. Iowa's not very good offensively. Uh, We saw that uh, on Friday. I I think Michigan wins by 40, really. The the, the other question, I guess, just kind of off whatever, do you think Iowa scores? I do. They'll probably, I don't. Get, they'll, they'll probably get a safety or, you know. Pick. <laughs> True. Do, the, do you think Iowa scores any offensive points where there is not a special play involved? No, I, I think they get either they get an interception or a fumble recovery, and then are in, they can't move the ball, so they kick a 40-yard field goal. All right. Something like that. The, the last one, I, I there's not a point spread that I've been able to find yet, but Creighton, Brings what was the number seven ranked team in the country to PBA next Sunday. We'll see how far they fall after the loss the other night. But uh, Creighton at PBA versus Nebraska next Sunday, three o'clock. By the way, five o'clock next Sunday, Tom and I come on the air. You know what else comes on the air at five o'clock next Sunday? The Nebraska basketball post game show. So Tom and I will be here for it as yeah. well as probably, possibly Austin, possibly Bach, possibly Strick. It'll be loaded. It could be a revolving chair. We don't know, but we're going to have fun, and we are going to recap the it game in the first hour. It'll be a big after Nebraska wins that game. Absolutely. I'm taking the Huskers, and I'll take the points, but I think Nebraska wins outright. I think so as well. I mean, Creighton probably a five, seven-point favorite, something like that. I, I threw out three and a half just because of the way they played the last game and the, because of was that on the road Colorado State? Where yeah, was that yeah, game? it was Colorado State. I believe it was on the road or in a tournament. Um but bottom line is, if, if Creighton shoots well, if they hit their shots, they're going to be tough to beat. I know that. I, I know the type of team they have. I know they're a legit top 10 team. I know they're a legit, probably elite eight team this year if, right. if things go right. But Nebraska defensively, if they play the way they have at times this year, and they're, they're, let's face it, two or three of those games earlier in the season, Fred Hoiberg said if it wasn't for our defense because we didn't make shots, we probably don't win tonight. Well, today he said 
We made shots. Our defense was so bad. Had we not made shots, we probably would have lost today. Yeah. So we know the team can do it defensively. I think the, the, the caveat and the key to that defensive performance for Nebraska next Sunday is going to have to come from a couple of different guys. I think it's going to be Jamarcus Lawrence is going to have to have another solid game defensively. But Jawan Gary and Sam Hoiberg, I think, are going to have to truly be as disruptive and annoying and on their game defensively as they've ever been. And I, I think Nebraska can do it. And as a matter of fact, if Nebraska gets hot, they talk about Creighton shooting. If they're hot, you're not going to beat them. I'll tell you what, I want both teams to be hot because that could be a 106-104 final. For some reason, I don't think Nebraska has to play inordinately crazy good. <laughs> no, they don't. But if Creighton does play their good game, like yeah. if, they, if they bring a B-plus or an A-minus game to PBA next week, Nebraska's going to have to match them. I just here's the reason I like Nebraska basketball, and we talked about it a little bit with Sipple. They make free throws. Uh, th- th- this was a game like Incarnate Word or Gardner Webb, one of those games in the past that they would have lost today. True, they they didn't play with a lot of energy, but they did the the normal things. They made free throws. Uh, their rebounding wasn't great. They tied thirty five to thirty five. They continue to make twos at a high level. Uh, they hit 40% from three, but not one of their best three-point shooting games. Um, they just they played pretty ordinary, eight turnovers. But their ordinary game is capable of playing, uh, capable of beating teams. Uh, and when they play just good, they're capable of beating really good teams. When they play great, I think they, they're capable on a given night of beating anybody. I totally agree. And, and this is the thing that we've talked about. Hey, Rick Mast is having an off night. Guess what? Your guy that's been had these yeah. double doubles. What? Who cares? Casey Tomanaga is going to light you up for twenty five. Oh, he's off. Bryce Williams is going to light you up for twenty five. Oh, he's off. Jawan Gary's going to light you up for twenty five. Oh, yeah. he's off. C.J. Wiltshire is going to go for twenty five. He's off. Oh, Sam Hoiberg's going to go for twenty. They're all off. Jamarcus Lawrence is going to have nine assists and eighteen points. Like, come on, bingo on Jamarcus Lawrence. I think that's one of the keys to the season uh, because we came into the season thinking. Oh, they, Aaron Euless isn't here. They don't have a point guard. Uh, he's in trouble. He's been suspended for the entire year. Who's your point guard? Oh, yeah, we'll go get Boogie Cousins. Boogie's been hit and miss at times. Yeah. He's been okay. Um, and then they decide to, well, they did this actually early on. They did it in Spain. We're going to take Jamarcus and make him a point guard. And I think it's starting to work out. Uh, there were times early on that he just didn't look comfortable. He's starting to look more and more comfortable. The difference between him bringing the ball up versus Lindenwood and him bringing the ball up this afternoon, it's night and day. He's a good athlete. I mean, well, we already really, knew that, but, but he's really fast. When you watch him, he is start. Today was the first time that I watched him, and I'm like, he looks like a point guard. He looks like a yeah. guy that has played point for a while. Right. Because he's there was one possession that he missed the floater in the lane, but he was the only one that touched the ball. But off of every read, and this is the thing, there's no offense here. Their, their offense is based on how the defense defense is playing, and they make a read off of where a guy is. And it, it didn't seem like he had any available options with where he was going, and they left the lane wide open. He goes into the lane, pulls up for a little 10-footer. Now he missed the shot. A lot of times you're like, ah, you know, ball yeah. hog, point. You can't do that. You're the point guard. He looked for other available yeah. players. It wasn't there, but I'll take anybody having an open 10-footer yeah. anytime. Yeah, Fred Hoiberg talks about making the the simple play a lot, and I think he's starting to get that. I still think that'll be a key for Nebraska this season, but they make free throws. Again, they made 47, 47 of their last 51. 51. 
19 of 20 today. I think that's going to be a key in the Big Ten when you're trying to close out games. They haven't been able to close out games in the past because they couldn't make free throws. Uh, this team, I think, will be able to make free throws at a high level. Uh, they seem to share the ball better than other oh my Husker, gosh. Husker teams have. They're willing to make the extra pass. Um, they don't care who scores. And that's why you see a different lead yeah. score every night. 67% of their buckets today were assisted on. Yeah. And, and and it's up in the upper 50s or lower 60%. Um, you know, go back to the year with with Bryce McGowan's. It, it was like 20% yeah. because everything was one-on-one with with uh, with him or Trey or uh, the point guard that I can't remember his name. Um, but yeah, it was, I don't know. It was frustrating to watch this Alonzo team, Verge, Alonzo Verge. Yeah. This team is frustrating to watch when they don't bring